0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. My name is Harriet Kimmick, and this is the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today we're going to talk about something that is on my heart and that is in the national perspective. And something that needs to be talked about. It's a subject that we really don't talk about. We never talk about black women. We never talk about the struggles that black women face. It's almost as if we're not important. It's almost as if we're pushed aside. But when something goes down, we're the first ones called. We're forgotten, we're walked over, we're pushed aside, we're not, we're talked about in derogatory terms, we're depicted and pictorialized in national mentions as if we are the worst thing that this nation has created, we're the worst thing created in this creation. And yet, when things go wrong, we're the first ones called in every community, in every aspect of life, something is going wrong, they call a black woman. Just recently, I was watching a show on Lifetime. I think it was uh, a few days ago. It was the story about Flint. And I took issue with that because uh, Flint, because Lifetime is making uh, Flint seem like everything that happened in Flint started with a white activist, a white woman activist. And the black woman who was shown and depicted, the black woman was literally depicted She said, come over and I will cook. And I wanted to slap somebody. I was so angry at that, as if the only thing a black woman can do is kumbaya and cook. That is how the disrespect that is shown to black women. Let's talk about Kamala Harris, for instance. Kamala Harris is a black woman who is multi-ethnic. She is a descendant of Jamaicans and Indians. There there are some dark-skinned people there. I don't understand what the issue is. I don't understand what the division is, where the colorism comes from, and all the derogatory stories that are being said about her. She's an accomplished person. She's an accomplished woman. She was a former attorney general of California. She was district attorney. She was state attorney. She was attorney general. She's now a U.S. senator. And you are talking about her as if she has never done anything. Can you see what I'm talking about? Can you understand? No, a white woman who has similar credentials is lauded and placed high above in the heavens. Look at her own governor, for instance. Our governor in Michigan is a white woman. All she did was become a county prosecutor for Ingham County. You would never know she was considered for running as VP. And I'm like, what is her national call to action? I've examined her platform. She doesn't have a platform, really. She doesn't really have an issue that she wraps around. She doesn't have a long record of public service. So how did she become in the running for becoming a a vice presidential candidate? Because she's white. That was her qualification. Do you see what I'm saying? But you're going to question someone like Kamala Harris. That shows you the disrespect that this nation holds and the disdain that this nation holds for black women. That's just one category of Black women. Kamala Harris represents the best of us. Yes, she does. She represents what accomplishment and education and grooming and everything that is good about our culture can show. She embraces all of us. Whether you're Black, Indian, or whether you are American, Indian, or whether you're Native American, or you're white, green, yellow, or red, her vision is for all America. Somehow, people think that she can't do that. Why? 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 But you think a white woman from Michigan who has no platform, who has no calling, no nothing to rally around. Yes, she did a good job with the coronavirus epidemic in Michigan. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. That she did. But when it came to standing up to bullying, she didn't really stand up to bullying. She backed off and cogitated instead of agitated. That was where she lost, as far as I'm concerned. I thought she would have been a good candidate for for vice president too. But when she should have stood up to the bullying from the federal government, she backed off and was, I'd rather cogitate and negotiate. No, baby, when it comes to bullying, you got to stand up in the face of aggression. That's where a black woman is different. We're so accustomed to being spit on, stomped on, ignored, beaten, uh, ignored. Did I say ignored? How many times did I say that, right? We're beaten down. We're talked about. We're derided. We're demeaned. Actually, to talk about a black woman is so offensive in our national discourse. It is unbelievable. Just by me talking about this, I am sure that I have listeners who are white who have already tuned it out. Why? Because a black woman, their disdain for black women's existence is evident, is evident in their disdain by tuning me out. Why? Because I'm going to talk about an issue that matters to me as a person of color, as a black woman walking in my skin, that I shouldn't be just because I choose not to replicate and duplicate what white women said, the black white men set the standards for beauty and says that this is what a woman should look like, I don't subscribe to that because I wasn't created that way. I wasn't created with thin lips. I was created with full lips. I was created with a nose that moves when I smile. I was created with cheekbones that could slice a pie. I was created with a chin that points directly up to the heavens. I was given strong arms because I have to lift pots of food. I have to lift tubs of clothes. I have to carry babies, not just in my womb, but I also have to lift them up because I wouldn't have had anybody else to help me lift them up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have to carry a big butt. Yes, because I have to sit down. I have to walk. I have to stand because that's what happens to Black women. We have to stand for long periods because we work the most demeaning jobs because we're never given opportunities. Black women are the setters and the haymakers. Yes, we set the trends. Now, all of a sudden, it's popular to have a black woman's skin. So millions and hordes of white women head down to the tanning salon at the expense of getting carcinogen and, and skin cancer because they want to look like us. They want to be ambiguously ethnic. So they go to get a tan so they can look like me. But you don't give me any credit for me when I show up in my skin. Black women are not recognized for a contribution to the arts. Many Black women are writers and authors. Many Black women are painters. Many Black women are artists. We don't get any recognition for what we do. Many Black women are actors and actresses and who do great work but get no recognition from, from Hollywood. Many Black women contribute to medicine. Black women, yes black women are scientists, they're medical professionals, they're doctors of medicine, they're philosophers, they're thinkers and thought leaders. We get no recognition. If you go around the country at PWIs, you know what PWIs are? Public white institutions. That means you're taking my darn taxes and are predominantly white. That's what that means. Many black women are adjunct professors. It's amazing to me how untenured Many black. I have people on my Facebook page who are white and who became a tenured professor at 30 and 35. And I'm like, how how you got that? And the black woman with three degrees behind her name can't get it. She's told that she has to write 10,000 theses and do more postdoctoral work. But a white woman just shows up and gets it. I have one of them, young. I couldn't believe she became a a full-tenured professor at a, a, a local institution. Meanwhile, black women who have done the work don't get the recognition. Black women are the most educated minority group and the most educated group in the country. And we are paid way less. We get no recognition. Black women are artistic. Black women are fashion designers. Did you know that Jacqueline Kennedy A former first lady had a black designer, but she wore publicly. She never gave credit when she wore the woman's clothes. But she gave credit to Oscar de la Renta, a white man. That's how much and insidious this hatred and racism is. Black women were wet nurses to groups and to generations of white people. Yes, because white women didn't want their boobs to sag. So black women were there, the enslaved black woman was the wet nurse. Are you hearing me? This is why sometimes white men kind of don't hurt black women because their grandparents, their grandfathers told them, well, you know, uh, round the way we used to uh, engage with them. It was never consensual. It was rape. Because nobody consents to have sex with their captors. Let's just be clear. And 12-year-old girls were being told that they had to have sex. They were being raped. It was not consensual. Let's be clear. Black women are ignored. We are the trendsetters. Everybody wants to have our lips. So they go and get fillers in their lips. But then you make fun of me when I show up with my lips. But you want to have my lips though you want my cheekbones, so you go to the doctor and tell them, remake my face. Look at Kim Kardashian. She's an ethnic white woman from Armenia. Her ancestors are from Armenia. If she wasn't ethnic enough, so she went and got butt implants to make her butt big like a black woman. The same time that they were talking about black women in music videos, how black women are ghetto. You remember that? It was ghetto to have a big butt. Like 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 a black woman, remember Michelle Obama won when she first uh, became first lady. They made fun of how big her butt is, as if that's all she is. the woman is an esteemed person. I, I can't walk near where she breathes. Michelle Obama went to two Ivy League institutions, and this country, the white people in this country, tore her down, and you elected. A woman who was a human trafficking victim, who was a professed model for sex, who has porn pictures, and you glorify that because she's white. You don't see anything wrong with it, but Michelle Obama, a graduate of two Ivy League institutions, you tear her down. Black women are the trendsetters. Whatever we wear, we wear nails and hands because, frankly, you don't know our story. At home, we're the head of household. That means we go find the bacon, bake the bacon, cook the bacon, come home and serve the darn bacon and take care of the children, drop the children off at daycare and run. A white woman starts doing that and she starts getting pregnant. It's too much. Healthcare is too much. Baby, you lay down and open your legs to have sex. They're your children. Deal with it. That's how we look at it. Because for centuries, that's what we've been doing, taking care of your children and ours. How come you have an issue, you have to go to work, and you have an issue with dropping the kids off at daycare? As black women, we don't get that luxury. We know from the minute we find ourselves pregnant, that here comes, we better go check out grandma, and better go check out aunties and cousins, because they are the village who is going to help us raise this child. Can I get an amen? I know many of you listening are gonna say amen. You know it's the truth. We try to rise above our circumstances. We go and we get advanced degrees. We go and get more degrees, more education, more education, just to prove that we are not what you say about us. Because it rides on some of us. It lands differently on some people. For people like me, I just talk about it. I shove it back up in your face to show you how ugly your depiction of me is because it's not the real me. For others, they go along to get along. I'm not the type. I went along to God along, and white women in, in nonprofits made sure I did not get money to continue operating my nonprofit. Racism, not because I didn't have a good program, but because white women did not want to see my face come into their space. Racism, I didn't see it at the time as racism, I just thought it was competition. But it was racism at the bottom end of it. It was a black man who pointed it out to me that this is what it is. Yet, they went and copied my idea and supported the other white woman who was doing what I was doing. That's called racism. You wonder why I don't mix with them. Why? I'm not a hypocrite. You don't like me. Not because I'm a bad person, the individual. All you do is see me through the spectrum and the color of my skin. How did that black women are the most educated with the most postgraduate degrees and still we're not in positions of power? I will talk about the pay on a different level. I will talk about how much we are paid as compared to a white man, as compared to a white woman. It will shock you and blow your natural born mind. Here we are. Being depicted as video vixens with big butts, and that's all we can do, and gyrating. And then a white woman says, "You know what? I think I like how that looks." She went and got some butt implants to look like that. And all of a sudden, it became a new trend to have black women's features, to have a black woman's cheekbones, to have a black woman's lips, to have black women's boobs because we do come them. Yeah? Don't be don't. Let's just be clear: we are voluptuous. And to have a black woman's butt, that's the one that gets me. You talk about the black woman's butt being ghetto, but then you go and get butt implants. We're the haymakers. We start movements, whole movements. The Me Too movement was started by a black woman. Did she get any credit for it? No, you just see a bunch of white actresses from Hollywood start talking about Me Too. And all of a sudden, it gets attention because all the little white writers all over the country just suddenly said, we have to pay attention to this because so-and-so is paying attention to it. Black woman started the Black Lives Matter movement, the hashtag Black Lives Matter, started by a black woman. Where is she? Is she at the forefront of the movement? Does she get the credit for it? The black woman is so hated and so demeaned in society that even our own people cheer her down. Look at Kamala Harris running for public office. Look what has come for for her. Look how they have come for her. Does it matter her origins? Our ancestors are saying, what up we all? That's what we fought for. One of us is moving up, get with the program. But meanwhile, We've been socialized to tear down one another and not celebrate the accomplishments of each other. Black women contribute to life. Black women are teachers. They raise whole generations of people. They raise whole generations of young people who have gone on to greater things in college and graduated. Black women are the mainstays and the backbone of the community. They're always the ones giving out piano lessons. They're the ones who are the teachers. When they retire, they start doing a different thing. Black women are grandmothers who are always holding it together. You can always rely on going to grandma's house and get a pie or something to go home. Grandma always has something in her hand to just say, here, baby, hold this." Where's her help? I look at my own mother, for instance, and she went to her grave and she didn't get anything. I had to fight for her recognition. In when mom was a young girl in her home country, she fought for civil rights for people. She worked in a group. She volunteered her services in a political party to start a movement to help make women's lives better. I had to fight for her recognition. People were acting like just because she worked as a nurse and a nursing assistant meant she was nobody. To me, that was just the embodiment of what a Black woman goes through. Always demeaned, always decried, always torn down no matter what she has accomplished recently on my Facebook page, I had to take it to task because they were, t- they were coming for Kamala Harris. And I'm like, if you disrespect her, you're disrespecting me and all Black women. You're disrespecting my daughters. I raised them to be better than their circumstances. I raised them, one of whom is a lawyer today. The other one is on her way to med school. She's studying pre-med at a PWI, a public white institution, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yet, you're ready to tear down the accomplishments of another black woman. I'm not here for that. Black women are entrepreneurs. We have more LLCs or more doing business as, she's always has a side hustle. She's left with children. But we depict black women as this group of women who just love to have sex. And they're so worthless. All they do is just have sex and lay down with these men and just have multiple children and they're the problem in the society. Did it ever occur to you that the men promised them the sun, the moon and the stars and the galaxies in between? Did it ever occur to anybody that that's really what happened? That they were given the promise that I'll stay with you, baby. I'll be there with you, baby. And as soon as the child turns, two years or less, that's a sociological study. It's in a book. Promises I Can't Keep, written by a white woman who is a Harvard professor, who years ago I invited her on my show, and she wouldn't come on my show because she thought because she was white and she was a tenured professor, she was better than me. I kid you not, these things happen. (laughs) I laughed when I read her email about eight years ago. I laughed at her. But she did write a book, and I did give her credit for it. Promises I Can't Keep. So when you read that sociological study, identify that they, A man, a black man, typically stays with a woman who has a baby for 18 months. After that, he disappears. The honeymoon is over. So she's left holding the bag with the baby. She now has to go figure out how to help. So she, goes, she can't do it on her own. She goes down to the, the community center, down to the Department of Health and Human Services. Is that what it's called? And they say, okay, we have some programs that can help you. Here comes a white man as president who changed that all around. He felt that people were being lazy. You were never born black. You never had to walk in a black woman's shoes. You never had to put up with oppression and oppressive racism and systemic and structured racism that is designed to decrease your standard of living, designed to rob you as an individual of your existence. But you're going to make policies that you have no relation to, never impacted anyone you know because everyone you know has always been white. Whereas a black woman can identify because someone she knows, it doesn't matter if you think you are upper middle class black or not. You have cousins who are not on the same socioeconomic level as you are. They can attest you have had individual experiences with them and you know they exist and they can tell you what it is, but you've been socialized by the society to say that they're lazy. No, no, they're not. We all do not overcome. Some do, and some don't. We're at different levels, just like in the white community. Everybody is not rich. Some are still living in Appalachia. Some are still in the trailer parks and will always be because people are different. But one thing the white community does is they come together to help one another. It's time for black people to come together, rally around the black woman who is advancing the cause stop tearing each other down. Black women are running for CEOs and vice presidents. Do you know what they have to put up with? I'm going to bring on my show one day a black woman whom I met who worked for a lot one of the big three. Do you know she retired? She wanted to become, she didn't think they'd make her president, but she wanted to become vice president of a division. She retired. It took her 20 odd years to become a director. She retired. She said the stress of it She, every pregnancy she had ended in a miscarriage. The stress of the job almost killed her. She gained weight that she didn't need to. Her skin broke out. She had all kinds of stuff wrong. She went to a doctor who said, did it occur to you that it is stress? She retired, left the job. Guess what happened? Within six months, her health cleared up. Did you hear me? Within six months, her health cleared up. She never went back. She just called it in, retired. And that was it. She's like, that is not for me. I know of black women who try to make advances in spaces. And it's not the first time I've heard about unsuccessful pregnancies by black women trying to hold on to their spots in the workplace because they're individuals. They have dreams, too. They want to be successful. They believe that they can do this, and yes, they can. They have the ability to do it, but the opportunity does not come, and when it does come, it comes riddled. It comes with parentheses around it. It comes in a bracket. You can only go so far, and you're shown the glass ceiling that you may never get to the glass ceiling. It's not the first time I've heard about unsuccessful pregnancies by women in leadership. Sometimes you look at a woman who has never had children. After a while, her body just couldn't do it. She just moved on and motored on to her dream. And because her dream of holding a baby and holding the dream just didn't work for her. The white woman is given and is told that having a family is her place in society. So the society wraps itself around that idea. For a black woman, it's not. Kamala Harris says her mother, her mother was a scientist a breast cancer research scientist. When they went shopping one day, someone assumed she was the maid. She's the breast cancer research scientist. And because of the color of her skin and her ethnicity, she was derided as being the maid by someone who probably couldn't even spell the word scientist. This is how blind racism is. It is so blind that it can't even see how ridiculous and stupid it is. It is amazing to me that a black woman shows up with a doctoral degree and the people who are trying to run against her or the people who are trying to speak against her can't even spell doctoral degree, can't even define what a doctoral degree is. It's amazing to me. It's totally mind-boggling. It blows your mind. Black women make the trends in the society. Now we have a generation of black women who have risen up and who said, well, you don't like certain of my natural born features, but I'm going to use it to make money. So they use their bodies and whatever sells, it sells and they make money because when they make that money, they're going to do what with it? They're going to empower the women in their families. I have no issue with them. I have no issue with them. They're doing what they can based on what they have access to. Black women in media, black women in in, in entertainment, they're told, put your titties out, push your butt out. Some do, some don't. Some say, I can't do that. And those who do, they take the money. Then they go create, make sure that other black women and their children won't have to go through it. Black women in media, how many black anchors do you see? CNN is famous for that. They rotate out their black anchors, but it's the same white women I see on there for the last 10 years. But Soledad O'Brien is not on there. Frederica Whitfield is only on on a Saturday morning. Why she doesn't have a mainstay during the week? All the anchors on CNN in the daytime are white. They're white male and white female. Racism. Now they're going to come and tell you that's what our population likes. No, that's what you control and continue to perpetuate. Robin Roberts is at ABC, and the white woman who was in charge called her a name, and said we're not picking. We should send her to pick cotton in the cotton field. If I ever run into Barbara Ferdida anywhere, she's going to have to answer to me. As low life as they come, she's racist, and she's and uh, she's an ethnic woman. She's not even she's not even white from Europe. You see how the context of whiteness changes. Once upon a time, whiteness was defined as coming from England, and Germany, and France. Then they expanded it to include the people from Ireland. Then over time, because at first the people from from Italy and Southern Europe and Eastern Europe didn't matter. Then over time, gradually, they start embracing those people to call whiteness. So it's almost as if it's the color of the skin. It exactly comes down to the amount of melanin in the skin that determines how white you are. Now, in America, they refer to people from Arab lands as white. Now, when America goes to conquer and other places go to conquer, the Arab people over there, they treat them like nothing. But when they come here, they they reclassify them. You're white. Continually beating down on the black woman. The black woman is the pillar of democracy. You hear them appealing to her now because the black woman is a community organizer. She's the one who goes and knocks on doors. She organizes coffees. She organizes events. She says, get around the vote. She's in the union hall, signing up people, but she's the secretary. But she's the one doing all the work while the man stands at the podium and takes all the credit. But she's the one organizing, getting everybody to come to a union meeting. What's up with that? What's up with that? Trust the black woman to call out uh, indiscretions. Trust trust the black woman to call out what she sees. Michelle Obama called it last night she called it out. Now watch them come for her. And she's not even running for political office because she's like, you all know I don't like politics. She didn't even want her husband to run because she knows what this country does to prominent black people. It's almost as if the country knew this moment would come when a black woman would be on a ticket for president and a potential presidential candidate and the country wanted to make sure she would never get near that office. She would never get near that scheme. She would never, ever, ever get near it. So let me tear her down because the black woman always, always displayed leadership potential. In every community, there's always a black woman who is running things. You go in the church, you can almost tell. You you know, we, we, we talk about the church, Mother. They run the church. They determine what the pastor said and what he did. The black woman, she organizes. They get together in a group, and they organize around it. And to this day, we still are. Sometimes we get lost because it's almost as if we never get any recognition. Do we get recognition? Did Kim Kardashian ever say that the reason I put on some butt implants and put some plump up in my lips and fillers in my lips is because I admire how black women look? No, she never said that. A whole genre of women. It started with Lisa, whatever, Ranky or whatever her name is, Lisa Rinna. She's a white actress. She was the first one in the late 1990s who plumped up her lips because she thought it looked better. Then everybody started going to a tanning salon and tanning themselves out. Why? Because you think darker skin and browner skin is, more, is sexier. I once asked a white woman that. I lived in a community that was predominantly white. And my neighbor had a weekly tanning appointment. <laughs> I thought she was fine as she was. So I asked her one day. I said, why do you always go to get yourself tan? Aren't you comfortable in your own skin? Because I said, I can't change mine. I am who I am. And she said, because having a tan, Harriet, is always sexy. My husband likes that. And I said, oh, you just told me you solved a riddle. That I've been thinking about for hundreds of years, literally. She answered the question because tanning is sexy. The standard set by a white man is that I like a little tan. I like a little flavor in my coffee. I like a little color. So you go out and duplicate and replicate what we do. Out and try to copy our features. But you make fun of how we look. You remember the story of Sarah, the black slave, who was, they, even, they cut out her buttocks and they had her displayed all over the world. And when she died, they cut out her buttocks to study how she looked like that and how her body was shaped and her vagina. Like she was a scientific experiment. Her descendants, she, didn't, she wasn't in America, she was South African. Her descendants should be suing the South African regime till the end of time. We should never, ever forget. This country can never, no society should ever forget what has been done to black women. Let's just be clear racism did not start in America. Racism came to America from white European settlers who took black men and women from Africa and brought them here. And when they were done raping Africa, they went to South Asia. And they took other folks from South Asia and everywhere else they could find to bring them here. Let's just say that that's where it all started. Is it uncomfortable? Well, you should be uncomfortable enough that you do something about it. How dare you make fun of how I'm made and I don't make fun of how you're made. You ever think that I wonder about you sometimes? Or you think you're the only person whose opinion matters. Black women are in group meetings and they're always pushed back. The assumption is that they're the baby mother. There are more white baby mothers than ever. White women who are actresses say, I'm not getting married. They have four, three children with three different men. But you don't call them baby mamas. You just say actress John Lynch or actress Jenna Smith has another baby. But a black woman does that and she just added to the national debt. We're tired. We're tired. We're tired of having advanced degrees and not getting paid for it. We're tired of being the trendsetters, what we wear, what we like, what, how we wear our makeup. You see now, all the anchors on TV, I'm like, they're wearing uh, a black woman just did that makeup. We're tired and we get no recognition for it. Many of you, your homes are run by women. So you can go in the limelight. Your homes are run by women who look and sound like me. Your children are being raised by women who look and sound like me. You give them no credit. You go to your little society, soy raise, and you act as if you were created special. No, baby. I, when God created the universe and created human beings, he didn't create one group better than the other. Trust me. You are being misled. But you take up that position because you feel like that is the only way to be. It's time for black women to rise up. We're tired, frankly. We're tired of always having to carry the burden. We're always the ones who call attention to the issues, but we get no credit. We're the ones who are, that's what we refer to as the haymakers. We're the ones who say, Hey, we're the ones who call attention to issues and get no credit. Michelle Obama is not going to get any credit for her speech last night, where she called the nation to its knees. You elected a man who was going to perpetrate racism on us and you still elected him. She called it. Now, she says it, and they're going to be like, oh, okay, she can only say that. But she called it. Now everybody's going to feed off that. We get no validation. You know where we want our validation? In our money. I want to see validation. I want to see equal pay for equal work. I want to see black women being recognized for what they have done. I wanna see tenured professorships all over the country. I wanna see black women being lauded for their research material and their research work. I wanna see black women who run community centers, who provide indispensable service to members of their community, without whom it does not run. I wanna see black women being respected. I don't want to see another Sandra Bland. I don't want to see any more black women being beaten as if it's normal or being sprayed. I don't want to see any more black women running an ad saying, I am black and in my skin. Because you're real, you're human, you're my brother, you're my sister. You're my aunt, my uncle. You are a descendant of mine, you are me. I don't want to see another black woman having to ask for help and being turned away. I want black women to be respected. Because you respect a white woman, regardless of what she has done. She doesn't even have a college degree, but you respect her. I want to see respect. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the self-hatred from blacks. Stop hating on one another. We come from different spaces. We come from different places. But we are still one under the skin. We have the same blood running through us. Our ancestry can trace back hundreds of years to kings and queens in East Africa and West Africa and Southern Africa. Our ancestry traces back to Northern Africa, to Egypt, to the Cameroons, to the Moroccans. Come on now. Frankly, I don't understand why people who live in Israel and some parts of the Middle East decry their African ancestry. I'm like, are you kidding me? You all trampled across northern Africa and into Europe. What's the big deal? Hello. That's what makes you human, isn't it? I want to see more black women in positions of power. I want to see black women in power. I want to see more black women running for office. Yes, you can, girl. Do it. Go run for it. You have a dream to change your community. Go run for it. Oh, I know they set a standard that you have to, you know, have a law degree or something. But listen to me very carefully. Go run for it. That's exactly why we need your voice. Because you're going to call attention to the issues that you and your community face. That if you don't open your mouth and say something, nobody's going to do anything about it. Black women are leaders. Look at all these young generations, fearless when they face oppression and and cruelty, fearless in the face of brutality and violence, standing up to it. Young black women carrying on their shoulders the burdens and the cries of generations past and generations present. Makes me cry. I don't have their bravery. Because I'm thinking about, dang, if I go out there, can I run fast enough? When they come at me, if they have to arrest me, what would happen to my children? What would happen? You see what I'm saying? Young people don't think like that. They're like, I'm here for it. I am going to put everything into it and I'm going to change. I want to see you run for office. Can you do that? I want to see you form your coalition and run. There's a young woman I met years ago. Her name is Maya Jones. She ran for the mayor of Detroit. She had just graduated college. She didn't even get her master's yet. She's now getting it. Ran for mayor of Detroit, taking on a whole political establishment and system. You know that they ignore her? You know why? She's a change agent. They don't want to see her come in her personhood. I resented that because she is a person. That's her own belief. That's the next generation. That's what, that's who they are. I want to see more like Maya, brave enough to take on the establishment. That's what it's going to take. I want to see black women being recognized as being scientists. They work for the CDC. They work in government. They're innovators. They're change agents. They're black women who are designers at the big three. I want to see them get their position. They make suggestions in meetings that end up becoming policy and get no recognition for it. I'm tired of it. How many times they sit in a meeting and they call it a brainstorming session. Watch this. They call it a brainstorming session. They take your idea, a black woman's idea, go make it policy. It makes money and she gets no recognition. And then she's not promoted. They exclude her out of the pack. So then she leaves and go forms her own LLC. Can't get any funding from Chase Bank or any other big banks because she's not the right ethnicity. Stock market is flourishing, y'all. But people, 16 million people don't have a job. How is the stock market flourishing? How is the stock market so high and 16 million people don't have a job? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Retailers are making billions of dollars, are doing well, but people don't have jobs in the stores. (laughs) How is that possible? I saw one just now on CNN, Coles. Their online sales went up 58%, but no sales in the stores. Imagine that. Coles was about to go bankrupt. That's a black woman sitting there buying stuff on Amazon because she can't go in the store. She started a racism that she meets. So she starts buying stuff online. She shares the idea black women made social media popular. I ain't kidding you. Black women were on Instagram long before anybody else were. They featured their own stuff. Girl, I got my hair done over at this girl's place. I, I got my nails done. I can't get my hair done this way. I wear this because it fits. Look at how we are treated. I am, I am curvy. No, I have to describe myself as curvy. I'm just a woman. I've had two children. My daughters are like me. They're, just, they're built just like me. That's how we came out of our mother's womb. That's how I came out. That's how my children came out of me. Are you hearing me? And I have to describe myself as curvy because some of the clothes they make are for me. A designer a few years ago, I think it was Liz Claiborne, said she deliberately makes clothes for narrow-hipped women so black women would wear her stuff. She went bankrupt after that. Nobody bought her stuff. It had to be taken out of stores. It's not the first time some things have been said about black women. Because we set the trend, you wear it and it looks nice, all of a sudden the white women in the workplace start dressing like you. We're not free to live where we want to live. You're demonstrating and you don't want these people in your neighborhood. Who, Who is calling these people? Who are you to call other people these people? You're a human being. You have a period, you go to the bathroom, you pee, you poo like everybody else. You need air to breathe. Sit yourself down. It's time out for this stuff. It it, it really is. It, it 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 is too much. And for too long in our nation, we have given credence to people who divide us. People their very power rests on the fact that they divide us. Instead of all of us coming together, instead of White women and black women and Indians and Native Americans and, and people from all the diaspora are coming together and say, how can we solve the issues of child care? For women, we elect a system of people who say the only way they can remain in power is if they continually divide us. So they do everything in their power. And most of you sit back and let it happen. Because you know what you falsely tell yourself? You have a false sense of security that it's not going to happen to you. Right now they want to shut down the postal service. We were saying, no, don't do it because small businesses depend on it. And we knew that a lot of you in rural America depend on it. A lot of you in rural America depend on it. You don't have, FedEx doesn't go out there and UPS can't navigate those roads like the local postman can. And now guess what has happened to you all? You can't get your meds. You can't get your Viagra either. But you can't get your diabetic meds and your insulin. You can't get your high blood pressure medicine for your cholesterol. You can't get your social security checks. The mailman used to make sure you get it on the third, the third day of the month. You could put your hand on it and take it down to the local bank. They want to dismantle this, the, U, the, the the USPS for other carriers whom they think they'll make money from, who don't know the extent of America. You elect a group of people who don't know where some parts of America are. They don't know what states are here. But you sat back and you said, they won't be a problem to me because I am white. And then you found out They really never cared about you. They used you as a power base to advance their own cause because they believe in a dystopian society where only they continue to be elected. And you you were fooled into believing it. And when black women were on the side saying, no, you don't do this, you ignored us. Because guess what? You've spent generations and centuries ignoring us. I'm a black woman. I write books. Through the Fire is just one of them. I've written three books. Have you seen me on CNN talking about violence against women? They have white women for that. I'm a black woman. I'm a mother. I can tell you about raising children by yourself. Do you see me on any national news talking about the challenges and how I overcame the challenges of raising children by myself? I'm a black woman who is single. I'm single by choice. I don't engage in men because I don't want to be beaten up. I choose to be single, so I sit on my blessed assurance and say I wait for the right person. When he comes, he comes. Do you see me talking about that? Am I celebrated? I'm an author and a speaker. You're listening to me right now. Don't I sound like a good speaker? Don't I sound like somebody who could really raise it up? Am I being invited to speak in settings and being paid for it? Years ago, I was with a group of people. They're all predominantly white. I was the only black woman there, the only black person there, frankly. They wanted a speaker to talk about what violence does to families. I wrote the book about that. My whole life experience is about that. When it was brought up to choose a speaker, one woman said, why aren't we choosing Harriet? She's right here. She's local. She can speak to this issue about how it impacts her community. The other white people shut her down. She eventually left that nonprofit. She couldn't stand the racism. It hurt her so bad. They thought she was progressive. I thought she was just being a person. They would not let pay me the five thousand dollars. They brought some people in from way out in Washington State. I have nothing against people in Washington. I'm just like, why are you bring somebody from way out there? I said I wrote the book. I have a, at the time my oldest daughter was in college. That $5,000 would have made a big difference in my life. I ain't kidding you. I was in a desperately financial situation at the time. That's what racism continues to do. I could tell you stories about that. It took me a long time to realize that this is structured racism designed to separate me from financial wealth so that I would never progress. Because if I progress, what's going to happen? My generations would progress. So it's designed to set back a whole generation of Black women. I'm here to tear down the patriarchy. I'm here to tear it down to the ground. And I need your help. I need Black women to rise up and resist this foolishness. It's enough. We're tired of this foolishness, right? Black women. Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. An imitation of black women's style is exactly what one sees when they open their Instagram app or turn on their TV to the latest music video or flip through a magazine. But being placed on such a high pedestal of admiration is dangerous because when you defy someone, you deify someone, you strip them of their humanity and strip yourself of any obligation to respect that person for the human being that they are. What it really comes down to, and a pre imitation of our style is what we call cultural appropriation. When it suits America, they take parts of our culture, they take parts of what we are and appropriate it onto themselves, but you never give us any credit for it. You never tell us, you never pay us for it. Put your money down where your mouth is, put your money down where your butt is, all those button plans, Give the credit for it to a sister. I admire black women. That is why I emulate them. I became an activist because I admire black women. Say it. Kim Kardashian now wants to rebrand herself and change herself because she recognizes that, you know, if you want to be taken significantly, you have to stand for something. Black women for centuries have stood for something. Harriet Tubman was one of them in a long line. She's the one mentioned in the history books. Well, what about all the other black women who were invisible, who stood up against oppression and sexual violence in the workplace and stood up against racism? What about all the black women since who have fought and stood up? It's time. Isn't it? It's time. My name is Harriet Chemical. Go To my website, HarrietKemico.com, get my book. Through the Fire, available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Continue to listen to more episodes of Down to Earth on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. It's Tuesday. Have a terrific one. Be blessed.